Welcome to the It's Possible podcast, where we tackle topics between life, business, and everything in between, and how we make it all possible with your hosts, John and Amy. Let's take it away. So we, we start all of our podcasts off like this. It's been a while. We haven't recorded a podcast in a long time. I, I now feel better about the idea that, like, right now, with the current shit that we're in, I feel better about the idea that, like, essentially we're going to have a podcast that comes out, like, once a month. Ish. Well, no, I'll tell you right now, we're averaging that. Really? Yeah, I know, right? And we still have two more in the tank, right? It's just, there's too many things. There are a lot of things. There's we are we are things. we are doing an extraordinary amount of things. So so first let's do a recap of that real quick as far as like things that we've been up to. All the things. All the things. So something that's cool that we have been up to is that we have someone that we have been following. Um that I think it's safe to assume that there uh would be like uh is a mentor of us to follow. A lady friend. A lady friend, a lady of the night, mm-hmm. a, a yeah, a lady that we follow, um, that we've been following, and um, so something that was cool that happened was um, I had followed a guy who had really uh, so we're now we're talking like business uh, sense of like the things that we do in our business, and um, we've never dived fully into what is called affiliate marketing. So it's the idea that you um, take somebody else's product and. Um, you help sell that product um, and then if someone buys that product right through your website or through your link right then um, you get a commission right you get a percentage of that sale and it's not so much like an MLM where um, you have to buy a certain amount or you have to buy in it literally is just you taking the time to say Yes, I want to uh, be an affiliate. Yes, I want this link. And then um, you kind of put it out there in the world. So th- there's a guy that I follow who really just, he does unbelievable just training just in general of just great marketing tips. Um, and in the world, uh, the, the, the main software that we use for our company is called ClickFunnels. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that allows us to be able to create uh, websites that are actually, um, if we get more specific, they're called funnels. And a sales funnel <clears throat> is like a, a series of websites that are all strung together that instead of someone coming to like one landing page or one website page and that they could go and wander off somewhere else, it's like you string together a series of websites all together mm-hmm. to kind of guide somebody along a path to help them purchase uh, something that they already are actually there for. It's not like a sleazy thing where you end up... Um, trying to trick someone into a sale, right? The idea is that you attract them there, they're there on purpose, they're there to buy something, right? Um, think of it like the equivalent of like back in the day, Circuit City, Best Buy, whatever it is, you walk through the doors, you are there to buy something. You're not there just to wander around, you need to buy a TV. And you have a salesperson that's gonna walk up, they're gonna be like, hey, why are you here? And then you're gonna take them over and say, oh great, you need a new TV. Great, do you need this, do you need this? This is something else that a lot of folks have bought that have liked being able to include this in their package. Um, And that's kind of maybe a good way of doing it where it's online opposed to like doing it in person. What do you got? A, I used to walk around Circuit City all the time for fun. Yeah, but you did lots. 
I mean, this is another podcast of all the weird things that you and your friends did in high school to just like wander around like 2 a.m. Walmart, not totally sober, like not drunk. Like it's, no, it makes, I, I it makes drink. more, it I makes more sense if you're just totally just fucked up and you're like, we need to go to Walmart and wear masks and wander around the Walmart at 2 a.m. Not even sort of. And then for you guys, it's like. I never drank. I still yeah. don't drink. We would go to Walmart and 2 a.m. is way too late. We would go at like 8 p.m. to get a pie and then go back to someone's house to watch blockbuster movies. Okay. But we would go around Circuit City all the time and we would bruise the CDs. That's different. You're there to buy CDs, potentially. No, we are there to peruse the to CDs. To peruse the CDs. And then look at all the giant TVs. And then you could go to the microphones and play with, like, the microphones. One of my favorite scenes in Bad Boys like 2. Like the karaoke things, yeah. Is, like, when they're in, like, a circuit city. <laughs> and they, like, go into, like, a room and they're all being recorded. Talking mm-hmm. about. Terrible things. As a dick doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Circuit City's with a ship. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Did you ever have ones, or was that was that Circuit City that had, like, the drum room in the back? There was something that was, like, similar to Best Buy that had, like, musical instruments. In- well, Guitar Center. Guitar Centers were fucking, they were awesome. I don't know And you that could is. walk in, and there were guitars, like, guitars everywhere. No. But they had instruments. Maybe this was Best Buy. They had, like, an acoustics room. I think you're right. Was it Circuit City? It could have been. But my gut almost is going with Best Buy, too. Because Best Buy had some weird stuff. Like, even to this day, you can walk in and they have, like, washers and dryers. Like, excuse me? It's appliances and more. That's not what Best Buy sells. They do, too. Well, maybe now. But Best Buy, they were electronics. I mean... And appliances. Lord. That's not what they... That's not what they advertise. I'm pretty sure they sold, like, vacuums and stuff, too. Best Buy? I think so. Oh, hell yeah. Best Buy, for sure. They still sell vacuums. No, is I... Best Buy still a thing? Best Buy is. How? Oh, they sell phones. They sell all sorts of shit in there. Video games. Probably the video games business is still But how there. are people still going to stores to buy video games? How is that still a thing? Well, you can buy them online from Best Buy. Or isn't there just streamable yeah, but... video games now? They do, but you have to be in it. Like, when you think about, like, the, and I don't even want to say this, but, like, the majority of people that are buying video games, probably the majority of people that are buying video games are older. But parents don't know how to, like, set their kid up so that stuff's streamable to buy the stuff on the console itself. So if a lot of kids are between the ages of, like, whatever, 9 and 17, you don't have a large population of kids that are going to be, not yet, anyway, that are going to be capable of, like, streaming shit right out the gate. But you're right. Give Michael they, another year now. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, if it, it's, <coughs> you definitely can stream video games. You can buy the, 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 the forty nine ninety nine or the fifty nine ninety nine video games that you normally were buying at Best Buy, you now for sure can buy on your console. Best Buy, like, two We're getting years way ago, off. We're going all sorts right. of places. This is fair. This is for, like, in case you were dying to learn about all the different hustles that we've been involved in. So, Best Buy used to have a thing that you could pay to be a member to buy video games, and they would have some pretty sweet deals on video games. So, you pay, like, yearly, 
and it's to be like their platinum member or gold member or whatever. And you could get really sweet deals on video games that only lasted for a certain amount of time. And what was awesome was that you could buy video games, whether it was for like the Switch or Xbox or PlayStation 4, whatever it was, PlayStation 3. And it was, you buy them, I think it was 4 at the time. And you buy them on discount and you could then immediately turn them for a profit. And that's why they stopped. I think so. Duh. Because we were, like, we made some pretty good money doing that. You made money. I stuck them in envelopes and put them in the mailbox. <laughs> we made, and we sold them on, and I will tell you where we made a killing was in the Facebook marketplace. Because you could then, oh, you didn't yeah, have to you sell. Were, you were going to meet people. We were that, selling like crazy. That was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, especially when you hear about like the poor kid that like gets like shot to death because he's selling like his Xbox. Yep. Like that shit. Goodness. Anyway, hey. but anyway, they canceled that. So, um, so we learned about affiliate marketing. Yeah, we learned smokes. about what a funnel was. Yes, yeah, so we, we did tied all these it things. to Circuit City. Yeah. We got all so anyway, so things. way back where we started was. Um, the so the guy that the guy that um, that I had been following, he had a really cool deal that was going on where he had teamed up um, in a partnership with a lady named Catherine Jones. Right, and I'm just keeping you included. I'm included. Would you? Do you anyway, take so forever Jones, to tell a story? I'm just including you. So anyway, so Catherine Jones. So you bought about, Catherine's course. So we bought our course, but it was all about uh, design. It was all about yes. building. So all these things that we've been involved in, um, to a degree, it was all about design. But more specifically, about being able to identify um, really highly converting designs and learning how to be able to, through a design of a website or a web page, to implement be able to, those things. right, and, and and be able to tell a story. Yeah. Right. The whole concept is that to be able to harness the highest converting converting aspects of those sites and then be able to implement them into a client site. So we took our course and then she taught we us. We bought in with enough people yes. that all bought that course together with Doug's partnership with her. Oh, Doug was the guy's name that was the affiliate mar- affiliate marketer that allowed us to get like a month of essentially like one on one or one in small group training. So we had like four weeks where we were able to do this custom training with her. And within this custom training, she went over some really specific things that we were able to do within our business that was taking the work that we were already doing and harnessing it to be able to allow us to be able to make money upfront for the work that we were going to do for a client that then allowed that client to be able to have really this this great blueprint or this game plan that they immediately could implement. They could go to their own team and start to implement, or of course they would be able to have us put into action and implement for them. And it's been awesome as far as like being able to have a thing that, that works. We have a lot of people that sell a lot of stuff online. And sadly, we uh, in the last month or so, we, I definitely sat down with a guy who totally got hosed. Right, he had bought bought a course online, kind of was sold, yes. and it, it sucked. I, I put in plenty of time trying to figure out a way that we could try and make his thing work that he bought into. And at the end of the day, after the research that I had done, it just was obvious that he got screwed. And that's that is so common. And that's what's so sad is that people that are coming coming into the online space, especially during COVID, 
that are trying to hustle or make ends meet or, or try and branch out and do something that's a little risky because they're not entirely sure and they take a chance and they get just totally burned. So that's not what happened to us? No, so we ended up knocking it out of the park and we had been able to implement these things that have, have continued now to be successful. So we've been able to, we've gotten new clients, we've had a lot of success. So definitely, like we're so we've been really, busy. Really good. Yeah. Hence, gosh, for how far are we? Fifteen minutes. Into it doesn't this matter. Show? The point is, is this is why we haven't been able to do regular podcasts is because we have been busy doing side we're, things. Been busy, absolutely. We've and been busy working, and on top of the fact that now the kids are not going back to school. So yes, it's right there's a lot of things there's a lot, a lot of things a lot of Sean. things and our family is still here my family is still here in our house which is a lot but they definitely have secured housing that's their own housing so that like it's the end is near and in sight so for anyone that is like brand new listening to this or can't remember it's we are living with eight humans in our home for the five, last nine months yeah five dogs eleven chickens eleven chickens mm-hmm the and chickens part- are our doing, so that's... And a partridge and a pear tree. Mm-hmm. The chickens at least give us eggs. They do, and they are laying. So the last time, we we did not have laying chickens, and now we have chickens yes. that are laying. But we tonight we found one that, like, doesn't have a shell. Yeah, it's so super it's, freaky. It's, like, just a membrane. So I've been... I'm, like, simultaneously podcasting while reading Facebook comments on my post. About said freak egg. Yes, yeah, and why uh, it's a freak egg. We think it's because our, the the latest layer is brand new, and uh, her eggs are not uh, have a hard shell yet. But and it's like a water balloon. It doesn't seem to be the sharpest uh, crayon in the box. No, I definitely on the box. I definitely tool in the shed. Whatever. You're doing great with those um, those sayings. Um, She's taken forever. She's the nastiest bitch on all of them. Yeah, she does get motherfucked more than by us by than any other chicken. Because she's pecky. And she's loud. And she's loud. It's like she has to like, bark, 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 like to get herself like just moving. Yeah, and uh, definitely we've had talks where we were gonna like um, we're gonna go over to some friends' houses, uh, house house tomorrow, um, to cull, which is a it's a, a curious thing that like in the farming world of which they have come up with their own lingo to not not make things sound so brutal. So cull, we're going to murder. Some yeah, it's chickens. to murder a chicken. Cole is to murder, so it's a curious thing. But anyway, we're going to go kill two chickens tomorrow. Um, and we've had talks about Blanche, which is the name of said bitch chicken. Well, so... We're going to take her with us, like, in a cage so she can watch the other chickens be murdered. Because if she uh, wasn't going to start laying, um, she definitely was going to be up on the chopping block. Well, I, I struggle with that. I know. You, you definitely... You, like, you go full Handmaid's Tale, right, on that? Well, I feel a little bit like I it like the Handmaid's Tale. Like it's if you're not making babies, then you're useless and we need to get rid of you. They literally exist in my home to make eggs. I know, but that's Handmaid's Tale eat. But Handmaid's Tale involves like rape. Like we're not forcing them to be raped. When I bring the bunnies in, it's going to be straight up Handmaid's Tale. I'm not bringing in bunnies. Oh, yeah. In the next 18 months, we will have rabbits, and we will be forcing boy rabbits so John, on girl rabbits. John wants to, to eat the be rabbits. To then eat them. 
so our son has walked in. What, Michael? Go ahead. Um. We're pausing this. What are we doing? This is taking forever. What are you doing? So that was awesome. Okay. So Michael's gone. So anyway, so said bitch chicken. Yes. Oh, we're now on bunnies. Yes, I want to get bunnies because I am all about this sustainable life game that we are in at the moment. And the reality is, is that for me, is that the, all the research that we've done, one, we've eaten a chicken. We've eaten a bunny. Uh, we bought a bunny. And it it's was... It's okay. Okay, absolutely. But it's highly sustainable. It tastes like chicken. Absolutely. But it's very, very... It really does taste like chicken. It really does taste like chicken. But it's very, very sustainable. <sighs> yeah. yeah, anyway. So, yeah. That will be straight up Handmaid's Tale. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely, and I, I I have no qualms about that whatsoever. I have a lot of it, so we'll, we'll need to take that in stride. Yeah, you just obviously are not going to be that involved. But this goes into a whole other podcast and topic, which is the idea that there definitely are jobs for women and jobs for men, or people that have a feminine energy and a more masculine energy. I beg your pardon. Obviously, you are not built to murder animals and eat them, but you definitely are built to say, "Aw." That pig is adorable. For me, it's that pig is adorable and it's delicious. There is a step. But that is not what we want to talk about today. What do we want to talk about? What we want to talk about today is the idea the that whiteboard. we are seeing... Waiting for Superman. <clears throat> yeah, Waiting for Superman. So the, the Waiting for Superman is the name of this episode. And the idea is that the thing that we're finding is there's been a lot, like an obscene amount of adversity that has come to us in the year of 2020. Yes. Like an obscene amount. And we, let us be very upfront, that we have been incredibly lucky. Yes. We have had, as far as like how bad shit has gone for people, 2020 has been a fucking breeze for us. Now, Circumstantially. Stepping yes. way back, right? And taking like that uh, 30,000 foot view and silver lining view. But it has been incredibly yeah. difficult for us as well. Everyone's healthy. Well, everyone's healthy. Right. You're you working. I'm working. We're making money. Yeah. I mean, pandemic, unemployment, death. If those are the bar, yeah. then we're under that bar, right? Or above it or whatever it is. The reality is, is we're nowhere near that set of awfulness, which is great. But it has been very difficult. But the one thing that we find ourselves, and this is why this is kind of what motivated us to podcast um, today, is the one thing that we're finding is as, um, and it's not so much our friends, our friends seem to be um, at least on the ball to not just bitch about a thing, but to kind of like be willing to try and do something for the next step. But what we're seeing is like just generally, if you look out into the world, as this adversity has been coming and people have been experiencing it, <clears throat> um, there's been this overwhelming sensation that I have had of watching people almost as though they're sitting and they're waiting for someone to like fix everything. Well, we, yeah, we've talked about that before is it seems, I think in a couple podcasts where kind of when poop first hit the fan... We had had conversations with people that it's like, when you look at the people in your life, you're like, these people I never would have guessed would have just thrown in the towel. 
Yes. And it seems like they just rolled over and they're like, oh, well, I guess we're just going to stay in our house forever until we die and nothing's ever going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then there were people that were hustling. Right. And, and so it was, it was kind of one or the other. We talked about that, but especially now, you know, at first it was like, okay, everyone needs to stay inside, stay at home, do these things. And like, we're going to get, you know, first of all, it was like, everyone needs quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. Then it was, oh, we're going to fill the churches by April 15th, right? for Easter. For for Easter. I'm sorry, Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Fill the churches for Easter. And then it was May. And looking, we're like, how the hell is this sucker going to last, this thing going to last until May? Like, that's obscene. And then it was also a big part of this, at least for me, it's I've been very upfront from the get-go, which is, if we're closing all this shit down now... It's not like all of a sudden it's, it's going to go be anywhere. gone. Right, but like everyone seemingly were like, okay, we could just get to like, by the summer, things will be things will be okay, right? Definitely they, people have said that. Right? right, and they thought, you know, well, j- this is going to be like other viruses where once the summer comes in, it heats up, it's not going to be able to survive. Everyone was like, okay, we just shut down and like once Memorial Day kicks off and summer's here, like we'll be fine, right? Because that seemed like eons away. Right. Obviously, that came and went. Nothing happened. Things are going up. Shit's falling apart. And everyone at this point, whereas before, they were like, I'm just going to sit back and wait because we'll be back up and running by summer. Yeah. Now are still sitting and waiting and they're like, uh, okay, when, when, when? And they're not doing anything about it. Right. And especially now when it comes to the kids' education... Yeah, because recently, so this week, this put us on the timeline of when this episode was recorded, is that it's, we have recently, where we were originally supposed to start school next week. On Tuesday, August 18th. Yeah, so Well, like, the, next, next the year was supposed to start August 4th. Right, right, right. right. And, and it got they postponed. they pushed it back in July. And they were going to have a hybrid model and still have kids go to school in person if they chose to. But anyway, so in this past week, this week that we're in now... There was a vote to essentially postpone the school year back to the end of August for the start. And now everyone's going virtual, all virtual, all the time uh, for the first nine weeks, which is going to change as well. Just wait. But that's where we're at. And people are losing their goddamn minds. Well, people, yeah, and people are losing it on both ends of the spectrum. Right. So... With in our district is they gave us a choice back in second July, like June and July, like they had talked about this, mm-hmm. and it was kind of you as a parent have a choice. You can do a hybrid model, which is you will send your kids two days a week. If their names are last names are A through L, you'll go Tuesday, Thursday, M through Z, you'll go Wednesday, Friday. Mondays are for teacher work days to be able to prepare virtual lessons. You can do a hybrid model, or if you're uncomfortable or choose not to, you can do the entirely virtual option. And they were getting a lot of pushback from people, mainly saying, like, you can't have kids back in school. This is not safe. You can't do this. And their stance was always like, if you feel that way, then keep your kids home. But, like, we have to cater to a much larger multitude than your individual home, right? Go ahead. And then an equal argument on the other side of the spectrum was kids can't learn from home. Kids can't learn from home. We have to have them in school. What about kids that are homeless? What about kids that don't have access to the internet? 
What about kids who are in abusive situations where school is a refuge? You know, all these circumstances, which are valid points, but it's there. The contention started and it only became more intense as the weeks went on. So finally this past week, and I guess, you know, from what we had heard um, and what the school board has issued was like, you know, for, uh, up until this week, because again, we we're supposed to start August 18th, which is this coming Tuesday, is that 40% of parents chose the virtual option, completely virtual option anyway. And as the days and weeks have gone on, more and more people are starting to make the choice for all virtual you know at the at the same time the news is very much perpetuating um cases are going up mm -hmm. um you know the last couple of weeks especially it's like states have reached like all-time highs of cases you know there is concern over you know that health departments have kind of overwhelmingly said that anybody aged two and up should be wearing a mask so that schools were going to have to at first it was going to be like well the only time the kids need to wear a mask is if social distancing can't be maintained, but while in the classroom, their desks will be at least six feet apart. They will have all these things in place. Sure. And now it was kind of becoming a kids need to wear masks and all these things. And so their projection was that more and more kids over 50% were going to be all virtual anyway. So they kind of had an emergency meeting mm -hmm. due to, we think, a lot of external pressure from the community. Mm -hmm. as well as the projections that they were getting from um, health professionals, educators, right. so, you know, all, every all, they were trying to deal with what they got, right? So they changed it <clears throat> to all virtual. And ultimately, it's the, <clears throat> the meme that Jerome put out probably last month, which was a clip of um, the girl from Ozarks, which essentially just was the government, the CDC, the WHO, everybody doesn't know shit about fuck. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that's the reality. The reality is these school districts, these officials, our local governments, our state governments, all the way up to the federal government, nobody knows anything. It's trying to do the best they can. Yeah, essentially it's just, it's, you're blindfolded, you're throwing darts, you're going to see what's going to land, and everyone's guessing. And the problem is, is that we have become so reliant upon doctors, even fake doctors, like Dr. Oz and fucking Dr. Phil, to tell sure us things. I'm pretty sure they were doctors. I don't, I can't verify. Dr. Phil for sure no longer is like a practicing doctor. Right, but like, like I hate when people call them fake. Because it's like they were absolutely practicing professionals. Go ahead. You get on this pedestal and you defend Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. I'll wait. I'm not saying that their shit is always correct, but like I hate that people say it's like, well, you're not a real doctor. It's like, okay, okay, fine. The He's a real doctor, they're... but they're a fucking clown show. Sometimes. A lot of the times. Maybe. Dr. Phil is the worst parts of Springer, which just means there's no fighting and there's all this talking. He absolutely helps people, though. Yeah. There was no help with Jerry Springer and Maury, which is just. You're not the father. Like, that's it. I'm pretty sure that, that was pretty helpful for that individual. Touche. Okay. Anyway. So, it's 
people are, have we become so accustomed that we have to wait for a doctor or wait for somebody that's in a white coat or wait for the government or wait for fill in the blank to tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, are, we have become trained in this. It's like Pavlov's dogs. Like it's, it's as though people have forfeited their ability to think for themselves and to have any thought process that's truly their own. And I blame the fucking media for it. Because the reality is that people have learned that if the talking box tells us a thing, it's true and mm-hmm. we take it hook, line, and sinker. That there's no <clears throat> deeper thought into like, are what they saying, is that, is that true? Like that seems, this seems like bullshit to me. Well, and everything is literal. Absolutely. And social media just fans that flame. And we have echo chamber and we have so many things that are all built into this that gives us this perfect storm to where people are entirely dependent upon the man or the government or someone that holds status of importance to be the ones that are all knowing and will tell you what to do. Well, and I think people are so angry right now because it's they're very opinionated on what should happen Mm -hmm. and the answers are always like we don't know we're waiting to see and i get like our little district is i mean your teachers are and we're working in public school you are a government employee right and so it's they are waiting for what is issued by the state and what the virginia department of education is saying what the virginia department of health is saying and so but the point is, is that what's frustrating everybody, and it's not just our little district, it's everywhere, right? Right, right. Where it's just, guys, it's it's August. You were supposed to start a week and a half ago. Yeah, but it's not, the, listen, it, it, it's such a hard thing where, like, you can say it's their fault. Because at the end of the day, it is their fault. Our local people, it's their schools, their district. Their shit to take care of. Yeah. But the problem is, is why were they caught kind of with their dick in their hand with really no, like, no action plan? And so it's almost as though they've been doing nothing for six months because the bureaucracy is so thick and so entangled that they in can't government do anything. that they can't do anything. They can't do anything. They've been trained that if they do something without having proper clearance, proper authority, whatever it is, that they get in trouble or something bad happens, whatever it is. To where you have other districts that are maybe even more rural areas than we are, (laughs) that essentially was just like, well, obviously no one's coming to help us fix this, so we are going to put together, we're going to put together a committee of of parents, of teachers, of doctors, of whatever, and that's not me making it up. That's what they did. In a much more rural county than we are, east of us, that's exactly what they did. And they had a plan immediately in place. And the reality is, is that anyone that has been sitting and waiting for the government to come and save the day is still sitting more confused, more angry. And we're not even going to touch on the fact of the just the absolute hilariously in-your-face corruption that exists. Yeah. On the government level. Like, we, there's not enough time in the universe to touch on that topic. But the idea that you think that the government as your best has you in mind is hilarious to me. 
It is. But what do people do? What do people do? The reality is, at the end of the what every zombie movie, every zombie show, every zombie movie, zombie zombies show up, kill tons of people. We usually meet our main characters. What do they do to survive? They 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 fight back. They kill the zombies. They, they do kill the zombies. Circle. They but they, they they end up always always universally every single instance of any zombie type movie, they always find other members of the group, other humans. They build a community. Good, because the only thing I've ever seen is The Walking Dead. So you were looking at me like I was supposed to come up with the answer. You watched The Walking Dead. That's, that's exactly what, what they did. But that's they the only other zombie people. movie I've ever Very seen. Very good. They all follow the same fucking principle. The only one that breaks tons of fucking rules is 28 Days Later, and the zombies are like freak athletes that run a thousand miles an hour. That in like World War Z. But anyway, it's besides the point. The way you defeat an enemy is by forming a community. And a tight-knit community that's specifically looking after one another. You're weary of outsiders, and within that community, you bring people in that have very specific jobs, that can make sure that they can take care of the community in some unique way. Everybody's got a job they got to do. Everybody takes on a responsibility and so a role. So who are the zombies in this scenario? The virus. The virus is the zombie. It's our common enemy. But you also could argue that the government is very much this as well. Because the issue is that so many people are waiting for something to come and save the day, and they're not. And whatever the government's going to come up with, Save it be like a legit vaccine that can save people. It's going to be bullshit. They're going to continue to peddle bullshit yeah. in a hope of getting votes. Because that's at the end of the day is all that matters. Because government takes care of government. Period. And I'm a fucking liberal. But at the end of the day, government is going to take care of itself. It's a living entity that's going to look out for itself. That's why people that can be such amazing candidates turn into just horseshit once they actually walk into office. Yeah. Because they're no longer them. They are now in the machine. And that's if they weren't totally full of shit and were participating in pedophilia islands to begin with. Right. The reality is, is that it's going to take care of itself. And so it's the enemy. The virus is the enemy. So we, the people, what can you do? Stop sitting around and waiting for someone else to save the fucking day. It's take action. And this was the topic we had today. Mm -hmm. And that we're like, we need to record the podcast and do this. Because it's the idea that it's the most immediate example. And this is something that I, I, I keep coming back to in my mind. And I think it's something that I'm going to want to do. Which is parents that are part of our school and a part of our community are really confused. And the problem is, is at when people get confused, they get angry. And they're angry because they don't know what to do. But there's, yeah, it's, and that's it. At the end of the day, they don't know what to do. And the school is supposed to be the group that's supposed to try and help folks understand what to do next. But the problem is the school doesn't know what the fuck to do. So they're grasping at straws. They're probably not getting a shit ton of guidance. Right, well, that's why school has had to be delayed again and again, because it's, we're not ready. <clears throat> they're not ready, because they're not probably not getting any help. 
And the reality is the people that are supposed to help them are supposed to be getting help from the federal government. But guess what we have? We have a fucking clown show. And we have a lady that's in charge of our educational department on the federal level that's a fucking joke. So the reality is, big surprise, that when shit hits the fan and you need to have actual guidance and leadership, that ain't fucking there. And I'm not signing up to do it either. But the reality is that everyone's sitting around and waiting. And at the end of the day, you're not going to get it. Because all they're worried about is getting the goddamn vote. They're not worried about, like, saving your fucking school. They don't give a shit about you. So it's up to us, our immediate communities, to care about each other. But that's not a huge surprise anyway. If you live in small towns, it's you decide where your dollar goes. You decide if you're going to save the local (laughs) hardware store or whether you're going to go to fucking Walmart. Right. But I think that... And we've touched on this in other podcasts, but I think that COVID has really, really shined a light on all of these things. On causing everybody, everyone's been so consumed in their own lives and everyone's busy, busy, busy and everyone's go, 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 go. And everything's convenience and everything's as cheap as possible. And it's, it's all these factors that have caused such mindless decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. And then we literally pumped the brakes. And it was, everyone had a hell of a lot of time to sit back at, and, and look at their lives and what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that idea, everyone became so disassociated from each other and have been for years that it's, but I'm, and I'm very much this way too, is I don't want to talk to my neighbors. I don't, I don't want you to come over while I'm like weeding my garden to chit chat with me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to have to go into a restaurant and talk to people. I don't want to talk to people on the phone. I want it to be as simple and easy as possible where there's no human interaction mm-hmm. and I can go about my day. And that is what we have equated to a desire now, as opposed to looking at it as like a rare form of brutality, which it absolutely is. Yeah. The reality is is that it's there's a reason why putting someone in the hole is cruel and unusual punishment. Right, in right. prison. Right. Right. And but we have done it to ourselves for so many years and now we're pushing the pause button and now it's like no, we have to work together as a community in on so many fronts for education, for business, for political change, for mm-hmm the environment for everything is we're going to have to figure out a way to come back together as a community to make this change because it's very obvious that nobody else is going to do it. Right. And that is such a foreign concept and it's very difficult for people. And right now people are so sick of being pushed in directions that people don't like change anyway. Right. Absolutely. And now we have, we, we it's just like we have given the ultimate like rocket ship boost in a particular direction and that's why people are so angry oh it's changed like absolutely like you just everybody all of a sudden got strapped in and they've been thrown through fucking brick wall after brick wall of change right and mm-hmm. that's and, and everyone's just getting to the point of like enough is enough 
And that's why, you know, especially I think that we're seeing it right now in terms of education because our little district is getting ready to go back and there's a lot of contention and there's a lot of confusion and there's and a our, lot of stress. And our background comes from education. Right. So it's going to be an area that definitely strikes stronger for me. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's, it. I mean, it's challenging. It's frustrating. It's, it's, it's all the things. It's all of those things. Right. But that's where, for me, it's, it's, that's where it's ending and people's solution to these problems are send emails. Right. Write your congressman. It's not going to fucking do anything. It's an election year, folks. Did you fucking skip physics, civics? Did you skip it? Do you have no concept of what that means? It means it's, a, it, it's lame duck. Nothing's going to fucking happen. So the reality is you're not going to do a goddamn thing other than get upset post a bunch of mindless, just nonsensical shit on Facebook and feel like you're making a difference. And you can do that night after night and it's not gonna do a goddamn thing. And the reality is the school is probably not gonna do anything because they're tapped. And something I've talked about as well is that it's, why hasn't the school done something? Because they probably don't have any funding for it. These schools don't have funding. They don't have any extra money. They barely have enough money to be able to buy fucking the basics. It's why parents were fucking shelling out hundreds of dollars every year to bring in, what, glue sticks? You fucking kidding? What? Snacks? The kindergartners need you to bring in snacks. Everybody needs to bring in, like, a fucking boatload of snacks. Because there's not enough money to be able to have the kids have snack time. The fuck are our taxes paying for? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's where there's so many things. There's so much finger pointing, but nobody wants to just grab it by the balls and just be like, okay, well, we need to do something about that then. And I wish it was the school. Yeah. And we definitely have come to the school like at least twice in a formal capacity. We're like these seem to be areas that you guys are struggling. We are more than happy to help. And their answer is like, no, 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 we got it. Like, we, no, no, we have people to do that. It's like fuck you. But no, you don't. And they don't. But what you I... do? Maybe you do. But the reality is, you obviously have miss. You've underestimated of what this is going to be like. Or, but like I... we talk about the bureaucracy. And that's what I was going to say. I think that you have brought up a light, which is just they're not at a capacity to be like, okay, well, please come in and help, and please come in and share yeah. what you because it's what is so difficult is you coming from an administrative background in private school is so different because as a principal, you were allowed to make change. Yeah. You were allowed to make decision and do things and principals. It seems like here, and this is not step on anybody's toes and this is not diminishing the work that they do, but the role of principal at a private school is vastly different than that at a public school, which seems to be the disciplinarian the general overseer of the school. But like, as far as instituting change. Minimal. Very. Yeah, almost like a president. And the reality is the president holds very, very little power. They're the, 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 spoke, the spokesperson. They're the head of the thing. They're the face of the thing. But at the end of the day, like lasting change, like legitimate change, very, very minimal. Obviously. So this is where for us, it's like, then what do you do? Right? You need to take care of the community. So the way I see it is that it's, we have, so what can we do? What can we do specifically? It's, we thought going to the monster itself and offering help was an option. And it obviously is not. Yeah. So then who's being affected 
by the monster's inability to make the decisions. Whether it's their fault or not is irrelevant at this point. You have a, such a large population of people that are struggling. And the reality is, is that they're struggling so they're looking for help or they're looking for answers. And this is something we talked about earlier today, which is you were going through a slide deck or a PowerPoint of all the different um, questions and answers from the school to try and help put people's minds at ease. The school had thought of all the different things. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, it was great. It was thorough that they went through all the stuff and it sounds awesome, but it definitely is not going to ease the anxiety of any mom or dad that's going to read that thing. And it all comes down to the fact that people don't know how to do these tasks. They don't know well, how to do these yeah, things. Yeah, what's hard? Like, okay, first of all, we have to preface this with the fact that we are not anti our district. I believe that mm -hmm. they are doing the best with what they have at the moment. I For believe sure. that they do genuinely seem to have an interest in helping the community. There's just no ability to properly implement that. Short of like, we're going to offer free meals for the kids. But those that don't have computers and internet, we're going to issue out Chromebooks and set up hotspots. We're going to, you know, we're going to, they're, they're making effort. It's an impossible task. It's an impossible task. And we're, and they are doing things and they are trying, but there is so much that is being missed in the sense that it's like, we're going to use, okay, so the, the software we're going to use is Canvas. And it's like, okay, great. What does that mean for parents? Mm -hmm. For for an average parent, I mean, because we're fairly technologically savvy, and I've never used Canvas. No, I don't know what that is. But you definitely we, would have a marketing plan to sell your families on this is what we're using, and you would have a set of things where you're going to say it's here it is, right. and you yeah. give them bite sized chunks over time through social media, through email, to help parents. Learn what the thing is to take away the fear. And is that coming? Maybe. But maybe but, but school it's starts way fucking late. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. School starts in two weeks and, and And we are hedging our bets that it's not coming. Because if any other instance where they've rolled out anything new is any indicator, <laughs> there's gonna be nothing. There's it will it'll be a struggle, yeah. It'll be good luck. There maybe is gonna be a one pager. That'll have spelling mistakes. That'll be inefficient. You you struggle with the spelling mistakes. It's because, Jesus, how hard is it to fucking proofread the thing? It's very hard for people. There's a whole You're new... in education, man. Side note. There's a whole new sector I saw in the Free Mama movement for VAs that they're, this one of Lauren's people yeah. is offering like a massive coursework on just the proofreading sector because people don't know how to know how to proofread their shit so they'll hire VAs at a decent wage to proofread their crap <clears throat> anyway you have to pass at least what English 11 in order to graduate and people can't proofread their shit John yeah so ultimately your question comes down to what can you do all of us have skills, all of us, mm -hmm. but we can get very caught up in ourselves, how busy we are, our own lives. There's tons of reasons always to not do a thing. Right. But the one thing that I have found throughout my life, certainly, is I do have an ability to look at a problem 
to look at an issue that's either affecting me or affecting a group and spot the blind spots. Spot yes. where somewhere's missing. This is missing. This is a gap that's going, that is formed and there needs to be something that needs to be done there. Right. And at this point in the game, for me, it's always in, just involved me. Well, that's what I'm saying, is you can't always be the one to die on the sword. Right. Because everyone else is going to look at you and it's like, okay, well, John, you do it. Because that's what happens so much, and it pisses me off so, so much. That it's, you are the one that says, well, what, you are the one <clears throat> that brings to the table the ideas of what could be done. You cannot present an idea. Does. Right, without And not be willing to be the one that does spears, something. Like I get it, but right? in the same breath, like... No, and listen. What you're proposing right now is that, it, basically, for anybody that's listening, is that you have a skill set. Right. Find a way to use it. So if to help the community. To help the community. So mm -hmm. right now, <clears throat> if everyone's going to have to virtually learn, everyone's going to have to essentially homes and see homeschooling moms have learned how to do this without a doubt. Whether it's you need to form communities on your street or your neighborhood, where you can formulate you know get togethers with kids that just allow them to play and have interaction or you are have you are a, a, a damn botanist mm -hmm. and your knowledge is somehow biologically driven right. it's that can be what you bring to the table right if you're like john and you're technologically savvy you can figure out and how to manipulate software and how to be able to properly utilize it. And for me, always a big piece is helping people learn how to use it themselves. And I mean, right. You know, and it's, if you're just a mom and you're just really good with kids, then come up with like a mom share where you're helping out families who have to go to work. Like it's, it doesn't have to be that you're teaching damn trigonometry to nine-year-olds, you know, no, but because there's going to be somebody else right. that can fucking do that. But, and this is back to my zombie analogy. The zombie apocalypse analogy is they can't sit and wait. There is a mythical hope in every movie that there is a promised land. That the government has set up some camp that you could get to. But at the end of the day, they rarely fucking find it. Apocalypse movies is that it's it's you versus the world. It's you and your group versus the world. And whatever group has the best uh, characters that are in their group that can fulfill all those different areas, then that's how you're going to be successful. So everybody needs to stop fucking sitting around and waiting for or someone to be, come in and save the day. Or 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 being angry instead of being because angry it's wasted, that it's because right. it's wasted energy. It's and it's nothing pisses me off more. Than people thinking they're doing a thing. And they're just sitting around and fucking just burning energy. Just, just a bunch of hot air. And that's it. You're and we all need these, it. Right. You're totally. allowed to have these emotions. These emotions are very real. I'm angry and frustrated and overwhelmed as well. So we record a podcast to be able to bitch about it and talk about a thing. But it's always tied with action. And this was the difference. The difference is, and it goes all the way back to our previous podcast, and you referenced it earlier, which is the idea that there are some people that are going to roll up into a ball, and they're going to fucking die. And they're going to wonder, who's coming to save me? Who's going to help me? What about my kids? What about my job? It's no one fucking cares about you, Karen. No one fucking cares about you. And that's not being... 
it's it's, no, it's, it's the it's, way that it is. That is a reality. So you have to then decide how are we going to support one another? Who is your core group? Who are the people that you look out for? And how are you helping them? You don't have to help the fucking universe here. Right. If everybody picks up five families, two families. Well, and that's what it is. Is everyone's associated to what you're telling me is I need to somehow then have 25 kids in my living room and try to teach them biology. Yeah, is absolutely. That, and that, But that's what people go to of in course, their brains. they go to the extreme. Absolutely. Well, and because that's what they associate with school, and it's no, 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 folks. It's it doesn't have to be this all or nothing approach. And see, Dan talked about this a little bit today of just like, and he, you know, he said it in a corny sense, and he knew it was corny, but it's like the idea of if you want to change the world, just start. Yep. But that's what it is. Is that it's every person right now is overwhelmed, frustrated, angry, disheartened, beyond sad, sick, tired, all the things, right? If everybody's feeling that way, mm -hmm. what can make everybody feel better is starting to come together a little bit more. And granted, this is coming from me who is, it's the antithesis of what makes me comfortable. Right. But it's absolutely the answer, which is, but it doesn't have to be the community, quote unquote, doesn't need to be 150 people. It doesn't need to be mm -hmm. the entire neighborhood. Right. It can be whoever your close friends or family are. That's who you support right now and you figure shit out. The Mormon church did a, does an amazing thing with this, having grown up in it. And this is um, where they strategically place adults, right? So adult males and adult females to where you have a partner so another uh, male, and if you're a female, you have another female that's your partner, and you and your partner are responsible for two, three families. Yeah, five, yeah, I was gonna say four or five families, and your job literally is just to have a touch point with them once a month. Mm -hmm. Either go visit them, give them a call, touch base with them, see how they're doing, um, and that's it. That that's uh, that's ninety nine percent of the things that you do with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe you go support if you know their kids got a game. You can go support them at the game, whatever it is. But the if someone's reason, sick, you bring them food. Right, you help make sure whatever. Mm -hmm. Somebody has a surgery, try and see if you can help people get some food to come over. Right, those are standard things. But the Mormon church is so fucking organized that the reason why that matters so much is because when there's a catastrophe, when there's like a fucking hurricane comes to town and blows everybody the fuck away, no one is scrambling to figure out how to contact everyone. Mm -hmm. It is like clockwork. They know that the whoever is the head of the men mm -hmm. is going to contact those people, those partners, those groups, mm -hmm. those home teachers, and they're going to say, how are your five families? Mm -hmm. And then it's your job to make sure you know where are your five families at. What's the help they need? And then report it up the chain of command. It's right out of the military. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so that it's a fine oiled machine. And the reality is, is people are not this way. No. Because we want to be in our own lives. We want to be busy. We hate fucking people. We don't want to see them. Whatever it is. And the reality mm -hmm. is, is, folks, this is like you're venturing on apocalypse type situations where people don't have jobs. They're hungry. They're riding in the streets. They're burning shit down. 
only one more issue away from people fucking bombing and burning places down again. So, yeah. <clears throat> so the reality is it's very real. And so that's where it's, you can make a difference and it doesn't have to be, like you said, 150 people. It just has to be five people, five families, two families, another family besides yourself mm -hmm. that you're willing to go out and help. And if you're not that person, that's okay. If you're someone that's looking and be like, I, I have, I, I literally have like no value, then fucking start working on yourself to realize what is it? Because you have value. You just don't know what it is yet. So find it. But that's where for me, it's I'm having a hard time. We're fucking busy. Yeah. We're busy and we're kicking ass. And it was because when shit hit the fan for us, we hustled harder, not when it was convenient. God, yeah. We're, we're it's not convenient for us to be hustling like this. But we're falling apart at the seams. Right. But the end is in sight for us to be able to get a little bit more darkness, earlier evenings, whatever it is that allows us to be able to work better and less people in our home. But at the end of the day, it's I can't sit around. And this is, this is the point I wanted to make. Is that it's if you have a skill set that can help that extra family or help a group of families or help a group of people and you choose not to help other people with that skill set because it doesn't cause you angst me thinking about the software and all that different types of stuff that they're trying to roll out and going virtual doesn't raise my blood pressure a single point and it makes me want to stop and you're not alone right so for me to feel that way <clears throat> for it not to overwhelm me and for it to be like no no big deal this is gonna be fucking fine for me to feel that way but then to not help anyone else with that struggle. Makes you a giant asshole. Yeah, fuck you. <clears throat> it's you're not a good, you are not a good person. And I, and I heard this reference all the time. Heard it on a, on a podcast with StrongFit the other day. Where Julian just said, it's hard to be a good person. Mm -hmm. People think like being a good person means like you don't rape people. But that's not it. Being a good person is fucking work. Because you are working at it all the time. And I'm definitely not patting myself on the back. <clears throat> the reality is, is that I would much rather do my own shit and be like, well, you guys fucking figure it out and sit around and wait for somebody to come help. And it's like, we're going to be about our shit over here and we're going to handle it. It's, that's but, how everybody is, though. But that's where it's at the end of the day, I can't. I can't settle with that because there's that piece of me that drives so hard <coughs> to not letting the little guy get beat up. Yeah. And right now, so many families are feeling like the little guy right now. They don't know what to do. They, they're so confused with whatever the next step is for them that they don't even know which way is up or down or any direction to go. They're literally going to be stuck in a state of freeze. And they're going to wait for the school and the government to help make a decision for them because they continue to watch the news and they continue to be pumped with fear and they continue to fucking eat ice cream and drink and do all the things that's going to keep them in just a perpetual loop of fucking being stuck. And I know that there's a thing that we can offer to help. And the reality is our help, nobody could end up taking us up on it. You'd be like, yeah, fuck all. There's too much noise and they can all hear it. 
But that's where, for us, the next step is very logical. I was going to say, or it could not matter at all. <clears throat> right. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, if things continue to get worse, right now, education is kind of like that, well, uh, and make know, it, But it doesn't change the fact <clears throat> that people need support. They don't, right. They need but, to feel like they're not alone on an island. And that is the importance of our communities, even if they're little mini micro communities of trying to support each other. Because if you have enough people that are supporting, the same way that the Mormon church puts it together, we have enough micro groups that are taken care of, the whole community gets taken care of. So that we need to have a better focus on who we're looking after. Who are the people that we have touch points with? And fucking call them. Touch base with them. Make sure that they're supported. And if they need help, they're not going to ask for it. So you have to be actively looking for opportunities to be able to throw your shit out into the ring and be willing to be vulnerable. So that's what we're going to do. Is The reality is I see it it's for us is that it's going to be we're going to need to be able to create a thing that allows parents within our little neighborhood, within our community, to be able to reach out and be like, listen, we don't know shit about fuck either, but it doesn't cause us anxiety thinking about this next step. So what we're going to do is we're going to start to learn about Canva. And we're going to learn Canva. about this. Canvas, exactly. Learn about Canvas. and be I know Canva. Uh, learn about Canvas. And we're going to start to talk about, you know, maybe it just is helpful that we're going to go online. We're going to be available for 30 minutes to go live and be able to have you ask questions. What are you worried about? What are the things that are causing you anxiety? We don't have necessarily the answers right now, but at least you know that those questions that you and your spouse are battling with or you're battling with because your spouse doesn't give a fuck, it doesn't give you any time, is whatever those questions are that you're battling with, let's talk them out. That's what people need right now. People don't feel like they're being heard at all. Right. And you're not going to get heard by the monster in the machine, man. And yeah, you sending an email <laughs> is a drop in the bucket, baby. So how do you beat... Ah, this is so awesome. How do you beat a machine? You beat a machine with a movement. And this is right out of Catherine Jones's thing. How do you beat a machine? You beat a machine with a movement. So the reality is, is this is the machine that we're going up against. The machine of misinformation, the machine of, of, of not knowing what's happening next, of the government, of the schools, whatever it is. So how do you beat it? With a movement. You get people that are together. You talk a thing out. You learn what you each other need. And then we help each other fill those needs and fill those gaps to be able to help support each other. And that this can be an easy thing for us to be able to jump in and support people and be able to say, we can help talk this through. Through at, at least you have the no, knowledge that whatever those questions are that you have, someone's hearing you and that they give a shit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it could just be that it's like, I don't even know how to be able to find my student account. Oh, well, this is how we can do that. This is how you do it. Or it's, I don't know, we got this weird thing and, and we don't know what they mean. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, we've called. They told us they don't know what the fuck it means either. So don't worry about it. Oh, Okay. Like the ability to lift weight off of like a single mother's shoulders or off of uh, uh, any family's shoulders where they don't have to be worrying about that thing, then they can worry about things that really fucking matter. Because at the end of the day, there's just so many problems that people are grappling with that it's that's the beauty of being able to come together. So beat it. Beat the machine. Come together as a movement of people, of micro or small communities to bind together and make a difference. And take action. Don't just sit around 
hoping that someone's going to come and save the day for you because they're not. Look in the fucking mirror. The person that's looking back at you, that's the person that's going to save this shit. If you keep sitting around and waiting, you're just going to continue to sit around and wait. And the elections are going to happen and all sorts of shit's going to happen. Hell yeah. If you watch the goddamn news, shut the news off. Shit. Go outside. Play with your kids. Get off Facebook. Put your phone away. Damn, John Edward. All things. Yeah, that's why I wanted to record this one. So, just watch. <clears throat> the reality is, by the time you hear this, we put this out one out right now. That's my point. Yeah, we probably put this one out now. But can we go to bed now? Yeah. Because it's late. It is late. So, yeah. We're going to leapfrog this one ahead of a couple other ones. So, we reference podcasts that have not come out yet, but Nobody they're coming. cares. Listen, we have six solid followers that listen regularly. Mark Wandola is one of them. Shout hey, out, Mark. Mark. So, anyway. Good so, yeah. But pay attention. Watch us. Only if you're local, because we're probably not going to make a whole lot of noise on our own fucking thing. But the reality is, is that it's we're gonna we're gonna start helping. We're not gonna, just gonna sit around and watch people just drown. So do what you can do to help that too. Yes. We have to. Yes, but I want to go to bed now. Can we go to bed now and we can help tomorrow? No, I'm gonna start building right now. Okay, well, I'm gonna go to bed.